social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. We're back. We're back on the podcast with some podcast news. <laughs> Lots of audio things to discuss Lots today. Lots of audio updates. Facebook is planning to start rolling out its podcast product. Say that five times fast. Podcast product. Podcast product. Facebook's podcast product. Wow, that was pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) So Facebook, yeah, is rolling out the ability for people to publish podcasts on the Facebook pages. So thinking similarly to Apple or Spotify, it'll all be there ready to listen to. And there's also this feature called Clips, which cuts the podcast into one minute portions to use for promotional (laughs) purposes yeah which I like kind of like quote cards or like pulling snippets that you really like and sharing it on Twitter but now Facebook is doing it internally exactly all right second audio brand to talk about (laughs) is Clubhouse I bet you saw that one coming so Clubhouse accidentally leaked its DMs feature which is called back channel um so right now on Clubhouse all you can do is listen pretty Mm -hmm. much and participate in rooms right So now you'll also be able to DM people on Clubhouse, which I think is going to be pretty cool for networking. Will you still need to use your voice for the DMing? Oh, like opposed to Mm, chatting something in text? I don't know, but that would be a fun idea. I love audio messages. Apparently, Clubhouse has declined to comment on this leak. So we'll see what happens. So last brand to talk about is Spotify. Spotify's Clubhouse competitor is called Green Room, and it launched last week and... I don't even need to explain it because it's basically a clone (laughs) of what Clubhouse exactly is. Yeah. They actually had purchased Locker Room, which was previously an audio discussion app for sports talk. Right. And Green Room is exactly what Locker Room used to be, but a little bit more accessible and not just sports focused. Okay. Okay, Jen, tell me about the tool you found to discover the most viral sounds and profiles on TikTok. Okay, so I stumbled upon this website I was talking to a bunch of colleagues about ways to track trending songs and popular hashtags on TikTok. It was rooted in that question that we always ask what came first, the popular song or the TikTok trend. So I discovered this website that's specifically powered by TrendPop and it lists sounds, profiles, and hashtags that are currently trending on the platform itself. And it updates in real time and it's very useful to discover trends that brands might want to hop on. Well, I see Amazon is on it as number six, probably because of Prime Day. Day. They're spending a lot of money and love seeing uh, Lance Bass on here because I've seen a ton of videos in the last week with the Backstreet Boys NSYNC crossover. You know who also just joined TikTok? Oh, yeah. My favorite. Avril Lavigne. She has joined TikTok and her debut video is her singing Skater Boy and she is joined by none other than Tony Tony Hawk. Hawk who I'm also a big fan of. So love the inception there. Uh, Aside from just that, I was like very impressed by Tony Hawk's skateboarding in that video. Like I know he's, you know. Tony Hawk, pro skater. Tony Hawk, I know. But I haven't seen him, you know, do his thing in a while. (laughs) (laughs) He was just riding the half pipe. It's probably second nature to him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So speaking of celebrities, I also found something that was the world's top 50 influencers across Mm. social media platforms. So it's based on who has the largest following. And it's mostly celebrities. And number one is still Cristiano Ronaldo. Ugh, he's never giving up that spot. He's never giving it up. Bieber is number two. Ariana Grande, number three. And Selena Gomez, number four. Our girl Taylor Swift at number five. 
So this list specifically is ranked by age, right? Well, yeah. So you can like kind of do some categorizations. So I can see the top influencer in each generation. So Gen Z has four, Millennial has 33, Gen X has 10, and Baby Boomer has three. Do you want to guess who it is in each category? I feel like I can guess Gen Z because I it's either Addison Ray or Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. You already said who the millennial was. Gen- Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Gen X. Hmm. It's someone, someone has named him as their favorite celebrity to follow on social during one of our speed rounds. Oh, it's definitely The Rock. Yep. Got it. And then last baby boomer, we have Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, interesting. That's a fun list. So we continue our conversations about influencers today with our guest, Rebecca Fogg, who is the marketing manager for Escape Hospitality. Escape Hospitality is comprised of Scribner's Lodge, Prospect Restaurant, which is inside Scribner's, and Fellow Mountain Cafe. I'm super familiar with these places as someone who grew up in the Hudson Valley area. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear Rebecca's approach to marketing for them. Let's get into it. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to All the Social Ladies. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're happy that you are here and we are so excited to do the social speed round with you. Are you ready to jump into it? I'm ready. (laughs) What's your favorite social network? Instagram. Do you pronounce it GIF or JIF? GIF. What Instagram ad can you not get rid of? This is random, but somehow I got on Avocado Mattresses oh. algorithm. I don't know how. It's, I think that they were listening to a mattress conversation I had once, but that, <laughs> they're always around for whatever reason. The mattress ads stick around forever. They really do. <laughs> they're like a long-term investment, you know? So I yeah. feel like they have to keep poking their yeah. heads up in the Instagram feed quite frequently. Yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> okay. What is your go-to emoji? I'll try and describe this correctly it's like the girl with her arms up in the air and she's like kind of shrugging like oh yes I love that that one one. that's a classic one yeah classic I love it who is your favorite celebrity to follow on social Mm. friends mock me for this but I don't care I have a love for Hillary Duff oh same do you watch Lizzie McGuire I (laughs) surely did I'm all caught up we just finished it too (laughs) (laughs) okay stories or feed stories And then last one, what was your first screen name? This is so dramatic, but it was always and forever, but spelt A-L-W-Y-S-E-N-F-E-E-R. Just like very (laughs) dramatic. 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 Very dramatic. Very dramatic. So dramatic. Has it remained always and forever your screen name? No, absolutely not. (laughs) But I think I had that. I mean, I guess this was like middle school, but had it for a while. Do you remember why you chose that? I have actually no idea. I thought about this a while back for some reason. And yeah, I don't know. That's so funny. Okay. So let's jump in to the full interview. We have Mm -hmm. so many questions that we want to ask, but first tell us a little bit about like you made this jump from fine art into the world of marketing. So we want to hear a little bit more about that decision and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it kind of was less of a jump and more happened naturally. Nice. Actually, in high school, I was really fortunate and had a metalsmithing class and a really great teacher. And I learned how to make jewelry, fine jewelry, when I was 14. That's very cool. And it was very cool, very unique experience. Um, But that was kind of where I saw life going. And then I went to um, Parsons in the city for college Mm -hmm. 
And there I studied jewelry, but also did like a lot of like the base thinking they do there is like design thinking and sustainable right. systems. So I was able to like branch out a little bit from jewelry. Um, but then my first job out of college was doing design and development for uh, Melissa Joy Manning. She's a sustainable fine jeweler in the city. And that was great. And I loved it. And then my wife and I decided to move upstate and she's a chef. Oh, we love that. <laughs> I helped her open a cafe and catering company. And that's kind of how I moved a little bit more into the hospitality side. I was, I was helping her with operations, but also doing like website design and menu design and getting like more into the branding side of things. Mm -hmm. um, also building a business from the ground up, um, getting to like design the logo and do all that fun stuff too. But that's when that really piqued my interest. And I just slowly started like going away from jewelry and being interested in that and um, working with some other businesses on like a freelance basis and just getting really excited about branding and marketing and communications and all that. And then I ended up taking a job at Scribner's and that's where I just really jumped in with both feet <laughs> and I still really approach marketing from a really creative standpoint. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, like, I don't really feel like I've totally left like the more artistic world because I do right. like creative things on the daily, whether it's photography or um, like drawing something in illustrator for one of our maps or something like that. I'm really able to like integrate both of those, both of those sides. I was going to ask you, a lot of people and a lot of like creatives and marketing people who live in the city feel like maybe they can't leave because this is where all the jobs are. So I was going to ask you what that was like to kind of move to the Hudson Valley and figure out what you were going to do. But it sounds like it happened very naturally. And now, of course, like in, during the pandemic, a lot of people left the city and yeah. went to Hudson Valley. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing um, in terms of just like what's changing in the job market or like the people visiting or moving there? What's that been like? That's a loaded question, Michelle. <laughs> mm. No, but it's a great one. Yeah. I mean, when I moved up here, obviously, like I was helping my wife open this cafe, but I still was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do up here? Yeah. Right. And then getting up here, there's so many creative people live in the town of Hudson and the okay. town of Hudson is just like a beacon of creatives. Yeah. So there's definitely like a great community there. But in terms of like jobs, that was, that's more where it's lacking. I think the Hudson Valley is kind of where people used to go, at least when they wanted to start their own business or do yeah. freelance or stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I luckily ended up with a great company up here and I think, yeah, that was four or five years ago that I moved up here. But um, now, like you said, um, I don't know if you saw that the New York Times posted the like top 25 places people moved during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Number one was Hudson. Yeah. Um, so it's so crazy. But now there's, I mean, this, the area, the Hudson Valley, the Catskills is just booming and it's been super interesting going into talking about the pandemic now, but it's been super interesting to see an area yeah. really thrive during a time where right, there's right. so many areas that weren't, and especially people coming from the city. The city was mm -hmm. so silent for a while, but the Hudson Valley, like everything from real estate to businesses, like no. just busy and yeah. happening. But yeah, so with that, like a lot of, there's a lot of new businesses that are popping up. There's a lot of, um, like new creatives up here, just a lot of people and really interesting people that it's been super fun to get to know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it keeps it 
inspiring for you too. Yeah, absolutely. I'd imagine like being able to like spitball ideas and and see a different type of art or meet a different type of person kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit to keep thinking and innovating what you're doing personally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, getting to know people, especially like newer people coming up here, it's bringing like a, a new life. Not that yeah. not that the Hudson Valley or Catskills was needed a new life, but it's it's almost like a another like push and um, like things are like fresh again. So for our listeners who aren't in New York or aren't familiar with the Hudson Valley, tell us about the three hip Hudson Valley staples that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. So the parent company is um, called Escape Hospitality. And under that, we have Scribner's Catskill Lodge, Prospect, which is the restaurant at Scribner's, and also Fellow Mountain Cafe, which is a cafe um, about two miles down the street from Scribner's. So all in the town of Hunter. That's what we work with right now. Yeah. So we found Scribner's obviously through Instagram. It's like an Instagram dream, very beautifully curated and aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, this being a social media podcast, have you heard other people say the same thing? Are they finding it through social media and coming to visit to take photos? Yeah, I mean, we definitely get a lot of traffic on our social and that drives sales for sure. And I also think that being able to kind of curate, I mean, this is exactly what social media is for, but being able to curate a visual um, identity of what mm-hmm. your experience at the whatever business it is, obviously at this hotel in this area can be like, is really able to like create that dream factor for somebody yeah. and encourage them to book and want to do that. But yeah, I mean, definitely with Instagram, there's, we have like a few different really Instagrammable spots <laughs> and then everybody from like just a normal person wanting to wanting a really beautiful place to come stay that also they could get some fun shots at um, (laughs) to also like photo shoot locations and stuff like that. Um, I feel like Instagram versus reality is such a thing. And Jen and I have booked a hotel before from seeing how cool it looked on Instagram and we went and it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, (laughs) but Jen did go to Scribner's and she can vouch that it is just as awesome as it looks. Shout out to my mom who took me there for a birthday a few years back. Um, I grew up in the Hudson Valley, so it was a nice mother daughter trip. And yeah, I remember I had gotten a targeted Instagram ad Mm. and I was like, mom, let's go here. Let's go (laughs) hang out. And she did in fact, take a couple of photographs of me with beautiful Hunter Mountain in the background. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it lived up to the hype and we had a wonderful, wonderful time. I wasn't running our social back then, but I think that the idea has been the same that um, we don't want to false advertise. Yeah. Right. And even during the springtime when the mountains kind of get like a little gray, the snow leaves and it's there's like a gray moment. Even during those times, like we're super careful as to what we're posting because we don't want we don't want to start posting summer content and then having people book and come up and be disappointed. So yeah, no false advertising here. I'm glad that you (laughs) also had that experience. That's such a good point for hospitality, social in general, because I think Mm -hmm. that was the core of what Michelle was getting at about us booking a hotel and being extremely disappointed once we were Mm -hmm. actually there is it just didn't feel like what they were portraying. And people are looking to social as a resource to help inform their choices. And if you're leading them in the wrong direction, by the time they get there, (laughs) all hell is going to break loose. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also like it's looking at marketing through a lens of customer service almost. Yep. Yeah. If you're false advertising, whatever that means for your company and someone gets to your property and they're immediately disappointed 
like you're starting off on the wrong foot there. Yeah. So, and I think that's something that we really try and think about through all of the, um, whether it's social media or it's a piece of print collateral or uh, it's the website, we really try and think about the customer's experience through uh, whatever platform it might be. Um, and just always trying to make that super fun and creative, but also easy and enjoyable as well. So I want to hear more about your day-to-day you read my working mind. on these accounts because <laughs> first of all, how are you keeping up with managing all three at once? And how are you making sure like the experiences that people are getting on each one are unique? I mean, I think that a good place to start with that is that with each of the businesses, we've really made sure to build the branding to be really creative and um, unique. So each business can like just start off with the, yeah. having that. Yeah. And then from a social standpoint, yeah. So I, like you said, I run all three accounts and in thinking about like the tone of the copy and the images and how we can set those apart is obviously like at the forefront of my mind whenever we're putting projects like this together. But I think that just coming back to the brand and thinking about like how like we have like certain certain words that describe some of um, like Scribner's for instance like is whimsical so how can mm-hmm. we bring some of that whimsy in to its social media our chef at Prospect is super talented and we work with our onsite garden so like how can you play into that um, and just really letting the brands and what's happening in these businesses like speak for themselves, but creating like fun and creative content to kind of encourage that language. I love that. You mentioned mm. that your wife is a chef. Do you use mm. her as like a focus group for the for the food <laughs> accounts? Has she helped inspire you? You know what? I have not. Oh. But maybe maybe I should. I guess like through her, I know of like chefs and probably more restaurants than I would otherwise. And those are definitely like, like if I need to source inspiration, but yeah, no, I don't use her as a resource (laughs) as much as I should. So if she's listening, (laughs) she'll enjoy this, (laughs) but I mean, through her and through helping her build her restaurant, I think that that gave me a really good understanding of what happens behind the scenes. Totally. That really helps everything from, I mean, I work directly with chef, uh, his name's Alex Napolitano, but we work directly together when we need content. So like he makes some food and I shoot it, but even just like the understanding of service and how mm. those things work and right. the back of um, the back of the house a little bit more like allows me to like strategically create content and yeah. um, market it as well. And that I think I can can give her some thanks for that. For sure. <laughs> Hopefully you get to eat the food after you photograph it. Always, always. <laughs> I don't let things go to waste here. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's the little perks yeah. like that. <laughs> Tell me more about the content calendaring process. Like, how are you ideating on what you want to have posted? What is... The... Well, I'm sure a lot of people sh- share photos all the time, too, that you want to reshare. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. UGC stuff. How are you really bringing it to life? With our content calendar, we really try and, like, do a mix of, like you just said, uh, when people are posting from our property and if someone takes a really beautiful photo, um, like, using that not only because that makes my job easy, <laughs> but also because it's a, it's a moment to engage with um, our community. And so that's really, it's always a fun moment when someone has their picture reposted as well. Of that's course. Yeah, it's so good. Actually, the really beautiful 
drone sunset photo that we posted a few days ago. Mm. Someone just came to prospect and they had a drone and she was a photographer. Wow. And she took a casual, casual, incredible photo. People love drone photos. They do. It's like the secret recipe for any engagement is like a baby, Mm. a dog, or a drone. (laughs) A drone photo. (laughs) But yeah, so we naturally work with people like that. We also work with influencers and local photographers as well that help us build out content. With influencers, it's more what we're looking for there is to kind of not only create content for our social, but to also increase brand awareness through them posting and stuff like that. But also being super, super strategic with who we're working with, making sure our values align and that they're someone who can illustrate our values as a company. And who's also going to deliver like really high quality content. Right. I was going to ask what your opinion on the influencer type of content is. Like, are you sharing a brief with them and saying like, I need this to be whimsical or (laughs) Mm -hmm. is it really kind of like letting them be their true authentic selves and seeing how the properties unfold through their eyes? Yeah, it's more of the latter. Um, It depends on, it definitely depends if it's somebody who I'm working with as more I'm looking at them as more of a content creator, mm-hmm. I might give a little nudge as to like, this is more what we're looking for. But if it's like a true influencer who's coming and the goal there is to, to more increase brand awareness, um, then that I might not give yeah. a certain direction. And then if it's somebody who is super creative, I often actually don't like to give too much direction because I want to see scribners through their lens yeah um some of the best and most creative content we've gotten has been through me being like I'm actually not going to tell you what to do I want (laughs) you to just do your thing and like don't because I mean Hunter Mountain is stunning right and our fireplace is so great but I don't want to always be delivered of the same photo over and over again right by giving a little creative freedom I think that's where we get some like really good gems in working with people like that. Do you have people like DM you or reach out like asking for free stays or to be influencers or is it mostly um, proactive on your side of reaching out to people you want to work with? It's both. Yeah, we get, I mean, we I can only imagine (laughs) so many inquiries, Yeah, but many of which actually do work out. So it's not like the total loss there, but, um, it's, it's both. I am very, like I said, like very strategic about who we bring in. So that's really hard to do on an only inbound basis. Right. Yeah. Right. So I do a lot of research um, in trying to find uh, people who can be long-term partners with us as well. Um, we recently launched a influencer ambassador program. Oh, amazing. And yeah, which is, it's really great. It's kind of a way for us to say thank you to some of the people who have been just like really great partners who have delivered amazing quality content and also who just like get us. Yeah. Um, it's like, come back, do it again. Right. Exactly. <laughs> which with finding those people and having them have a good understanding of what we're looking for and who we are, it makes my job so easy. It's like, okay, great. You come, you know what you need to do. You know who we are, what we're looking for, and we'll give you these extra perks on the side. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the brands that we work with are also moving more towards like a brand ambassador program Mm -hmm. than one-off influencer campaigns, just because it not only does the process get easier, but you're building like relationships with their followers that are consistent and it's like feels more authentic and true that that's something they 
care enough about to post about it over and over and not just one kind Mm -hmm. of blip in the wind. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that's a great way to describe it. A couple of our ambassadors are, um, her name's Jessica and his name's Luda. It's a couple. They just actually, they just left this morning and I had breakfast. I had breakfast with them and I found oh, out fun. that Luda is a DJ. Oh. And we have DJs on Saturdays in the summertime. So like we're going to work together um, going forward and having having him come and be a DJ and finding like with when you get to know people a little better and work with them on a repeat basis, I think you're able to like create some really unique experiences as well. And that's something that like we are super pumped about as well. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have just like a personal question. Mm -hmm. The DJ thing sounds awesome. And it sounds like over the years you've gotten to like go to some cool things or eat some good food. What has been your most memorable experience in your role? Oh, that's a really lovely question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. First of all, I work in the middle of the Catskills and it's just so beautiful and it's such Um, I actually live 45 minutes away. So my drive to work is kind of long, but it's just, it's a stunning drive. Um, So Mm -hmm. my day to day is memorable. Um, That on top of everything you just said, being able to like (laughs) experience really great food. Um, What's the most memorable moment? Any cool celebrities? Ooh, stay there. (laughs) We've had a few. We're pretty private about that. So I'm not going to name drop anyone. Oh. I was gonna say it's probably top secret. Oh. They probably have secret check-in names. I know. People do secret check-in names. Um, <laughs> we have a pretty strict policy of like, no staff does not treat these people any differently. Like right. they're yeah, just right. a guest, like they're coming up here to escape. Yep. But yeah, we've had a few, a few fun ones for sure. Oh, this is something I'll say. There's a picture right on Google of Olivia Wilde walking around the city with our tote bag. And so that was a pretty fun moment. Why did I feel like I knew you were going to say Olivia Wilde? <laughs> I, she's like, she's very on brand for us. Yeah. She's yeah. Great. Well, she lives in our neighborhood or did she just move? Well, she's dating Harry and they are, they're in London now. Okay, right? that's true. Oh, so no, she like, was yeah. in the apartment and now... Yes. Jason Sudeikis now has the apartment <laughs> in our neighborhood in Brooklyn. Oh my goodness. I love that you know all this too. I oh, shouldn't know. Well, it's a little deeps. sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So instead of looking back at memories, I have a forward looking question. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you most excited for this summer or anything exciting upcoming that you want to share? Mm, let's see. We, I think what she's ex- like, where do I start? <laughs> where do I start? Yeah, we have, I mean, we have a lot of fun projects on the list right now that we will be announcing in the future months, maybe longer, <laughs> um, but just in, in the way that our company is expanding. So that's all really exciting. Oh, cool. Love this it. summer, I think what excites me the most about summer in general up here, and especially on just the Scribner's property is our garden. Mm. Um, I could spend hours in this garden and it not only has flowers, but it also has fruits and vegetables that feed prospect. Um, And it just, it creates such a really special experience. So that's something that I always love about summer. That's amazing. Yeah. I am also growing some tomatoes and (laughs) they have sprouted as well as the jalapenos. So she's very excited. I'm with you. Excited for the garden. 
I like that that's what you chose to say, because it's something that happens every year, but mm-hmm. you can still find something new and beautiful in it. Yeah, Like sure. 2020 is different than 2021, and, <laughs> but then 2022 is going to be different than that. And there's always just something, there's always another piece growing. Yeah. And I think that that's like, what's so fun about being up here is, yeah, of mm. course the garden comes every year, but how things evolve and they change and they're different from last year, whether last yeah. year was 2020 or 2019, whatever <laughs> it is. But um, it's a really exciting and beautiful uh, place to get to spend every day. Well, I'm sure as, you know, the world is opening and people are getting back to travel, I know oh, yeah. that I definitely want to come visit. <laughs> the influx of visiting people they've gotten, I'm sure, is probably insane too. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic especially was really interesting because we we closed, Scribner's closed down for about two months and then we reopened yeah. and we reopened at 50% occupancy, but we were still, we were so busy. There were so many people that just needed that escape from the city yeah. and needed, needed a moment right. to breathe in fresh, clean mountain air. <laughs> and ever since then, we've really like have not stopped. And it's been a really exciting feels like a tone deaf word <laughs> because of how the last year has been, but it's yeah. been a really interesting time to be in marketing, especially. And there's been a lot of obviously like a lot of pivoting and a lot of changing and a lot of trial and error that's happened as well. Yep. I'm sure you guys know that it also. Oh, don't worry. Pivot was the <laughs> word of the year last year. It really, it really was. Yeah. Um, but I think that myself and I think my coworkers feel it as well, but we just, yeah, learned how to adjust mm-hmm. as things are going and um, always trying to make guests feel safe, which cleanliness is obviously always a top priority but really really in thinking about like the psychology of your guests too and and I guess yeah this year like allowed for a lot of learnings in that regard to really think about like what your needs are for your guests to not only Mm -hmm. have a good escape but to like feel mentally safe right mentally safe I like that yeah because I think like a big part of this is obviously like let's stay physically safe from COVID but how this is affecting people mentally. And I think with um, what our, all of our goals are for all of our businesses actually is to give us someone a moment to be transported to the area or even yeah. just like out of their head for a moment. Whether you're coming up here to go to Scribner's to hike or you just want to lay by the pool or whatever it is, how can we create your experience to be super unique and just really positive all around from start to finish? And mm-hmm. and all of that obviously starts with the marketing as well. It's what people see when they make their choice to go. Yeah, I exactly. Get well, I think it's amazing because you said that it was an escape for people during the pandemic, but then also now when we're finally, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to feel a little bit more normal, mm-hmm. it's like everyone's first post-pandemic vacation, you also want that to be an escape. So right. and feel special in some way yeah and safe Mm -hmm. so I think Mm -hmm. it's it's great and I'm sure you're making a lot of guests very happy (laughs) yeah I think that we're doing an okay job (laughs) yeah Rebecca thank you so much for coming on the show this was fabulous of course thank you so much for having me you have no idea how excited I am that we have a Hudson Valley themed episode (laughs) getting back to your roots back to my roots I'm sorry I owe you a Vegas episode We'll get there one day. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can find like a casino. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like marketing for hospitality is so different. I've been doing a little bit for one Mm -hmm. of our clients and it's so based on events and new offerings and just like the UGC and experiences that 
it's hard to plan for. Yeah. So much of it is like changing by the day. That's why I was so interested in hearing how she brought the calendar to life. Yeah. Between the influencers, the UGC, the stuff she's shooting in the restaurant themselves. It just feels like there's a lot of moving pieces at any given time. And she does it phenomenally. I love that it's like boots on the ground, though. Oh, yeah. You know, you can attend the event and post it in the stories. It's just kind of... It's a 24-7 job, but social media often is, unfortunately. (laughs) But Rebecca is doing a great job. Okay, are you ready to move into the account they should be following this week? Yeah, so it's Harper Wild, which is a bra company, but they just announced something new, and they did it a pretty cool... They did it in a pretty cool way on Instagram. Mm. So they archived every single one of their posts. So their feed was like starting from scratch. And they did a couple teaser posts that were just text that said something big is coming or text top secret to this number to get a clue. And then after that, they did a series of giveaways and like tagging a friend to get people excited. They gave away three bras three days before, two bras two days before, and then one winner got the full new line of underwear which they rolled out and so then of course they had a series of posts announcing the new product as well but I really liked the teaser and hype element to it definitely and you are already a big fan so you were following the account and when you saw that coming you were like I was looking forward to it yeah nice I love that all right well that's it for today so thanks for listening all the social ladies 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 now put your phones up